welcome to Freaky Phantoms. I am Andrew Hawkins, and with me is Deborah. Deborah, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Andrew. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. It is our 2018 Thanksgiving holiday special, and we are super happy to come to you, talking to you today about a movie that we cannot wait to discuss. I am so happy. We watch this every year. And it seems like this year people are starting to discover it and it's starting to pick up a little bit of traction. So, yeah, it's the perfect time for us to start talking about this. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, we've known about this movie for years, but people are, like, really, really getting into it. And it's awesome to see. Like, it's it's kind of starting to really grow its own cult following. Finally, yeah. Yeah, it's long enough. So, um, today we are going to be talking about Blood Rage. Yes! <laughs> and does it have an alternate title, too, about the co- apartment complex? It has a couple of different ones. It's called it's Blood Rage. It's also uh, Slasher. Yeah, I think Slasher was one of the titles that it ran under when it did the uh, drive-in movie circuit back in the 80s. And it's also Nightmare at Shadow Woods. Yeah, which is the name of the apartment complex, the Shadow Woods Apartments. Uh, This is a movie that takes place on Thanksgiving at basically an apartment complex being the main location of the uh, brunt of the film, I'd guess, what, like 90, 95%? Yeah. Because there's a little bit in the beginning at a doctor's office, which is supposed to be connected to a mental hospital. I want to say altogether, it's like there's maybe five minutes of this entire movie that's not there and the rest of it. Is just at this apartment complex. So it's it's a great apartment movie. It's a great holiday Thanksgiving movie, and it's an absolutely ridiculous slasher, gory, crazed killer schlockfest. Oh, it's fucking great! I it's love so it good. every year. Every year it gets better and better. Well, let's talk about how we um, how we got introduced to this movie because we've been watching it. I think yeah, every Thanksgiving since what 2015 now. No, 16? it's been like since um, 2014. Really? Yeah, 14 or 15. Because I thought we picked it up right before Hastings went bankrupt. For some reason, I have a feeling that we watched it in Florida. <laughs> so full disclosure, folks, we lived in Northwest Florida. We didn't live in Jacksonville, where this film is set and takes place. Um, but we moved to uh, Spokane area and... Um, I swear that uh, when you were working at Hastings, the first time I had seen this movie was on the shelf behind the glass case where they kept all of their Arrow video films, all of their box set collections, and stuff like that. But I might be wrong. Um, But one way or another, we've been enjoying the shit out of this movie for years now, just capping it every night on our Thanksgiving Day celebration. Yeah, it's not Thanksgiving without it. No, there's no way. Now, we, we kind of start the day off with uh, Fanny and Alexander, which is an old family tradition for me. And we tried watching Strozek uh, a couple of times. But <laughs> while I love that movie, and it's a great November film, it doesn't really fit so much on Thanksgiving, well, I don't uh, think. Because well, uh, it kind of kills the middle of the day, right? Well, also, Fanny and Alexander is five hours long. Oh, no, it's longer than that. It's like six and a half. 
It is long as shit. Yeah. And I fucking love it. But when I'm done with Fanny and Alexander, I do not want more existential nightmares. <laughs> Seriously. Not even the taking the turkey up the mountain. I mean, I love that. But Bruno damn, S. Fanny and Alexander is fucking brutal. Uh, it really is. Um, But, you know, it's a family drama. It's extreme. And, and we watch it every single Thanksgiving. Yeah. While I cook, and it is the best tradition that we have. Yeah, but I do love the follow-up of Blood Rage because we move from such a, I don't know, masterwork oh, the, of real cinema. The tonal change. <laughs> it's so fucking great because it's like once we're completely wrecked from the whole day and the whole you know ceremony and celebration... We're just ready to cut loose, and that's exactly what Blood Rage is. Yeah. It's just this fun fucking movie where everyone seems like they're having a good time, and it's just, I don't know, ridiculously enjoyable with the kind of premise and the horror that it goes for. Well, why don't we uh, get yes. into it? Let yeah. people like throw up that spoiler wall and let people know what what is blood rage all right folks uh spoiler right here so if you haven't seen blood rage yet definitely go and check it out um find it wherever you can blu-ray copy it's fucking fantastic um but yeah deborah explain the plot of this movie okay so i will start where everything starts at the beginning um there are two twin boys terry and todd who are with their mom in the drive, like the old movie drive-in theater while she's getting fucked in the car. They escape from the back and see another couple fucking. And Terry decides to just like kill the people in the car and frame his brother Todd in front of everybody. Like everyone can see that it wasn't him, but they're like, oh yeah, it totally was him. And Todd gets locked up into a mental institution. Fast forward years later when they're college students and Todd escapes from the mental institution to confront Terry and be like, you locked me up for no reason. And every, and he goes back to the apartment complex. Terry loses his shit and starts killing everybody. All right. So in the midst of all this, there are these great characters that were introduced to great um, young Terry and Todd, whatever. There are a couple of kids who have their scene at the drive-in, but then we are propelled into the, I guess, what is it, um, November 22nd of 1984, yes. which is actually today. Like today. Today, Thanksgiving falls on November 22nd, which is fucking wonderful. So it's a great little little anniversary there. But the, the star of this movie is the fucking mom. The mom is the fucking, I love her. Okay, I, what's, oh, uh, I can't laugh. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So, full, full disclosure, folks, we're, we're doing oh. this episode just having oh. fun, but Deborah just did have a small surgery, and she is in recovery, so <laughs> we're just letting you know we can't cut loose as crazy as we normally would, but uh, let's oh. talk about the cast a little bit. Um, I want to talk about the mom. Let, let's, let's address how oh. great what? this actress is. What is your favorite scene? Oh my god! I mean, this this woman's fucking insane. <laughs> it's so good. I, I don't think much of it was acting. I really don't. Yeah, well, it's Louise. La <laughs> it's Louise Lasser from Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, uh, which I think she was the very first person who ever got kicked off of Saturday Night Live. 
Um, and she was, you know, just notorious for drug use in the 60s and 70s. Well, and it, duh. All this stuff. But, like, the, the role that she presents here in this movie is completely fucking manic. And it's, like... I don't know. It's it reminds me of some of the best crazed Willem Dafoe performances I've ever uh, seen. Well, it's like she's in total like she does not even want to even give the idea that Terry could have done this a single thought. Sure. She's like, "No, no, he's my perfect angel." And I swear there's like some like sub incest shit going in with this it's really fucking uncomfortable yeah because she kisses him on the lips and terry's drive that's implied throughout the film is there's very much an edible complex thing going on because we see every single time someone in the cast is having sex he becomes a crazed killer yeah and he seems to have extreme jealousy against his mom's boyfriend who is the manager of the apartment complex um who he kills by, you know, one of the best, like, gags of the movie with the hand getting chopped off mm-hmm. while the guy's drinking Old English and the, and then the hand on the floor with the uh, beer can. And then cutting the head in half so you oh. can see the brain matter. So the thing about this movie is that it does actually have some pretty great practical effects. Um and some of them are really fucking fun. Because, like, you can see that... Oh, like the fucking head wrapped yeah. around with the uh, the cords? Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a death scene where um, this woman um, has a guy she's taking out. Kind of a sugar daddy thing. But, you know, that's just lightly brushed on. Um, but he does get decapitated and his head gets strung up in front of her apartment door and the look on the face of the dummy prop is so So fucking fucking good. good. It's great. Um, but I love it. I I love the blood splurting. I love the, like, I don't know, uh, college grade effects going on here. Like some of them are pretty solid. Yeah. They did a pretty decent job with the gore and the effects on this. Like, it doesn't take yeah. me out of the film too much. And some of them are, like, fun to the point where I'm like, yeah, that's a great gag. Oh, yeah. No, like when the machete goes through him. Oh, yeah. Because it goes through um, one of the characters' backs and comes out the other side. And then there's the machete pull out of the mom. Or uh, not the mom, but the uh, neighbor. Yeah. Uh, and it comes out of her chest. Um, but, yeah, so it's basically like one neighbor after another is getting killed off by this evil twin character, Terry. And we have this wraparound whole, like, hook of the story being the mom who does everything from sit in front of the refrigerator... Eating green beans with her hands. Like, fistfuls of green beans and potato salad just on the floor to vacuuming with wine... Let's go down some of the scenes in this because they're they're amazing. Awkwardly vacuuming under the bed with a with a glass of wine, (laughs) filling up glasses all the way to the top, sitting on the floor, like literally eating food with her fist, just staring into the refrigerator, manically scrubbing the The oven. oven. 
yelling at the phone operators, <laughs> telling the phone operators too much information about what's going on, passing out drunk, being put to bed. When she wakes up, gets up to drink more. <laughs> refusing like screaming refusing to walk next door to check on her boyfriend yeah. to make sure that things are okay and one of my favorite like the first second that, that is amazing <laughs> when the doctor of the good twin comes to the apartment complex because he's busted out of the asylum there's one you know security kid who's got a dart gun a tranquilizer gun whatever she just opens the door. What's that gun? And it's just such a good delivery. It's so fucking funny. The mom is the fucking best. She, she is. is. She is. Her gross ass boobs <laughs> and her manic attitude are the reason I love to watch this movie. Is I just love to see her fucking lose her shit. And it's all the way through. It is all the way through to the end. Because, you know, you get the scene in the very beginning where she goes to the asylum with pumpkin pie. And, like, all of her motives are completely nuts. But they're so fun because they just have these hilarious setups and payoffs. So, she she hands down for me as the star of the movie. Oh, no. Hands down. She is the absolute star. <laughs> oh, and real quick, we also get to see a super quick cameo of um, Ted Raimi yeah, passing out. Like, very, very beginning in the movie, he's in the, um, the drive-in movie theater men's bathroom selling condoms. That's right. And didn't you get to talk to him about this movie? I did. Because I you to... met him in person, and you yeah. brought this up, like, what was it, two years ago yeah. when you got to see him? I got to meet Ted Raimi two years ago at a convention, and I brought this up, and he kind of paused for a second. And then he looked up at me, and he's like, I didn't think anyone remembered that movie. Yeah, so folks, if, if you ever get a chance to go and talk to Ted Raimi at a con... Bring this one up to him, because he, he had pretty fond memories of this, didn't he? Like, yeah, he's like, oh, it was super quick. It was like only a couple days or something. He's like, it was super quick, but I, I vaguely remember it. But yeah, it's it jump-started everything for me. <laughs> Which is the best shit ever, because this is like... And, and meeting Ted Raimi, like, just do it, because he's fucking awesome he was one of great he was one of the best people i've ever met at a con yeah yeah everything he's ever done with his brother all of the cameos he's done for clive barker's stories and movies well, not just like, that but he's so personable and he's so like he likes to connect with you he's a great guy to actually talk to yeah so. yeah all, all the stories you've said are Ones that make him seem like just the coolest guy. And this is just a movie where he shows up in a bathroom in a drive-in selling condoms for 10 seconds before the story moves on. And it's great. So you gotta, you gotta fucking love that. But, um, yeah, this, this whole setup for a movie, it's, it's a great premise. And it just lends itself to some of the most awkward, like, 20-something-year-old played by 30-year-olds hijinks and scenes and partying and it's unbelievably fucking lame but it's so good one of the things i don't get yeah was this movie plays like it could be any day of the fucking year yeah why thanksgiving like they're <laughs> why it's like yeah there's a thanksgiving day feast in it for like 10 seconds yeah but it's like 
the rest of the movie, it could be literally any other day. Totally. The it could only be the 4th ties, of July. It could be... The only ties it has to Thanksgiving is the, like... Labor ten, Day. The only ties it has is the 10-second Thanksgiving Day feast. Yeah. And the fact that whenever he sees blood, he's like, that's not cranberry sauce. See, I wonder if that's the hook because, like, that's on the poster. That's the big fucking thing from but the movie that everyone talks about. Though? Because, you know, maybe the, the cranberry sauce gag was something someone thought up and then they wrote the script around it. It's fucking genius. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, is like there is so much shit in this movie that goes on that does not necessarily take place on Thanksgiving in the real world. That's what I meant. Yeah, because, you know, you have this Thanksgiving scene where Terry and his mom and... The manager for the apartment complex invite like a handful of Terry's friends to the Thanksgiving table and they're all just awkwardly sitting around with each other and the only thing that really indicates that it's even Thanksgiving is that there's just a fucking turkey on the table. And while that's being carved, Lorraine Lasser's just like, dig in, dig in. No, I mean the other stuff. And everyone else is like, oh yeah, like they weren't really sure how the scene was going to play out. Yeah. But then for the rest of the night, they're playing tennis. They're going swimming. They're They're getting fucked up. Somebody's babysitting. They're playing video games. Yeah, they've got like fucking, I don't know, Amiga or some shit going on. There's a little girl who is home alone who's afraid that her cat has gotten out out of the apartment. Oh, she's one of the best things of the whole movie. You're gonna hurt my kitty! I love that fucking line, and that kid is great. And that's that's another thing that establishes that Todd, the brother who was put away in the asylum, is more of a good guy than anything. Is yeah, he's like kind of meek and a mild charactered person, but he has this scene with this probably nine, ten year old kid, yeah, who's looking for a cat named Tinkles, something like Some shit. that. Yeah, and he's like, you should really go home. It's not safe out tonight. Like, just this kind of... Don't open the door. There's someone who's going to hurt people. And don't open the door no matter what, because I want you to be safe. So she does. She goes home. She locks the door. And then while one of the girls is getting chased and about to be killed, she's banging on the door. She's like, you're going to hurt my kitty. I'm not letting you in. (laughs) It's a really, really good bit. Uh, this movie is so fucking authentic too because it was all filmed in this real functioning apartment complex. Oh, 100 I have lived in that type of Florida apartment complex. I know that place. Oh, that, that kind of fucking like doorbell ringer too. Uh-huh. Like I'm so fucking familiar with that from living in like, Northwest Arkansas for a while. It reeks the palmetto bugs. Oh my God. It's great. It, it really is. Cause it just adds to like the the tone of this movie and it seems cheap but it really looks fucking good yeah like you can watch the credits and surprisingly the credits are incredibly fucking long for a film of this budget that came out around this time yeah but like somehow they got a million fucking sponsors. Everyone from like Nike to Kodak to like the city of Jackson. Tropicana. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like the multiple apartment complexes, multiple drive-in theaters. And there was, you know, money behind it. 
But I think what they wound up doing was they just put it all into trying to make a professional quality looking film and just got like the most random ass people they could aside from their star Wait. to be able to fill in the gaps. And here's the thing. It doesn't look like shit, but it doesn't look, it just looks like people were having fun. Yeah. And it does. It, that's really all it was. It was people having fun trying to make a slasher Thanksgiving Day movie. And I don't know why. I don't know why it was shelved for like three or four years. I mean, it was, you know, completed in 83. And there was like a weird copyright at the end of the film credits where it said in Roman numerals 84. And then it was, I guess, held off for release until 87. Yeah. And then there was like some composite cut. That came out, um, and a video uh, VHS cut with a different intro and other stuff. So this this movie has a bit of an interesting history to it, and I think it's totally worth checking out the uh, supplements on the Arrow Video DVD and doing some some digging. Um, but more than anything, you know, today we just wanted to talk about how fucking good this movie is. And like I said, I'm just really surprised that there's a growing fan base now. Like we were on Twitter on like some of the horror pages and people like fucking blood rage and it's like how the fuck do you know about this <laughs> like it's it's just it came across out of, so so many groups the right fandom now. for it came yeah. out of fucking nowhere yeah and like people are like oh my god we want to see it on joe bob briggs we want to see it on the last drive-in on shutter and you know we we want uh everybody to know that we're watching blood rage tonight and all this stuff and it, it's crazy because i think it just started with people sharing the mom freaking out in gifts and video clips and it just kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger from there honestly, and people were like oh my god a slasher movie on thanksgiving fuck yeah honestly i don't doubt it like if i saw a gif of the mom eating in front of the refrigerator i would want to know what the fuck that movie was <laughs> so good it's, it's so my fucking favorite good. fucking bit <laughs> you just basically any moment in this movie where louise lazar is having a fucking drink is gold or a and, meltdown which is the entire time you see her oh man she does not she she is completely mentally unstable this entire fucking movie it's, it's wonderful and i don't know the the supporting characters really aren't that much better because you've got uh handful of you know college age students you who, got the girlfriend who runs with a baby yeah and she she has an interesting scene earlier where she's talking to todd and thinks he's terry and yeah. she like plays it really subtle with this whole you know what i haven't seen you for a few years and i really love you make love to me and he's like, I've never kissed a girl. You seem nice. And she's like, oh, oh gotta no. go. Yeah. Boop. You know, and pulls the Bugs Bunny running the fuck out and of there. And then she's like, he tried to kill me. Yeah, she immediately jumps into her buddy's, like, freaking, not Corvette, but whatever the hell it is with the uh, top down. Corvette. Convertible. I, yeah, I guess. Convertible. Something. I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's it's that kind of a Florida movie. Um, But they're... There are these moments with this group that kind of feel like they drag, but then you just wonder, what the fuck are these people doing? Not only with their lives, but on Thanksgiving night. 
You want to know what I think? What the fuck are you doing having a whole bunch of like fruit and desserty flavored liqueurs on a tiny tray in front of you <laughs> with two glasses of Merlot that you're drinking? I don't fucking get that. Mmm, cream de mint. You're drinking cream de mint and cream de banana and a whole bunch of different fruity liqueurs out of the caps while you have Merlot in your hands. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, uh, Jesus. Like, and that's that's the, you know, neighbor who has a baby and it's right before the guy that she Mommy's going to get you a rich daddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's that going on. Um, and then there's the friends who, like, break away from the group and, you know, go to get laid. And, like, the girl puts on a facial prosthetic for, like, a scare gag. But it looks like she hasn't been murdered. It looks like she just turned into a fucking goblin troll. One of the things I like is when the couple is, they're laying on the diving board of the swimming yes. pool. and they're After fu- playing tennis. They're, they, they're laying down naked, about to fuck, you could tell. And they're making out on this diving board. And then Terry comes up and he's like, you stop that. And then just cuts them apart <laughs> with the machete. Yeah. <laughs> You stop that. Swing dead slash dead. And it it's it to me it totally reminds me of like a silent night, deadly night two naughty. And like a Barely. bobo garbage day. We we will talk about that for yeah. Christmas one hundred percent. We're yes. not getting into that. But you know, I mean, it's, it's kinda like that. It's though. like he's trying to be like that. It's like he's trying to be like this kind of edgy whoa i'm crazy i got a machete watch out i'm a killer andrew why are you trying to make it so we need to watch that tonight when that's not our tradition (laughs) i mean should we should we watch the silent night deadly night twice i can't laugh tonight (laughs) well that's that's recovery so you know, we're just going to have to finish off our, our Thanksgiving night the way we normally do with some setting up the tree and Muppets and, and uh, the great Frank Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, I, I like Blood Rage a lot. I think it's really fun. I enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's one to watch with friends. I think it's one to watch, you know, with a few drinks if you want to go that route. Even... Sober if you love movies of this caliber well, that are just like funny as shit. My thing is, is people take Thanksgiving so seriously. Yeah. You're always uptight and strung up and uncomfortable the entire fucking day. Yes. You're around people. Stressed. You, you're stressed. You're around people you don't want to be around half the time. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Right. So after you're done eating, what better way to just be okay than to put on a terrible slasher and laugh and just be like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and this, this is totally that fucking movie because if, you know, you enjoy the whole so bad it's good type movie, I mean, this falls into that bracket. Oh, yeah. You know? um, it, it doesn't have to be like complete shit because... This is still it's enjoyable. Not. It's you know? not complete shit. It's good. And I just I just remembered we, we haven't talked about somebody who's incredibly important to this film's core plot. Oh no, who? I think we need to talk about the doctor. The psychiatrist. You mean goblin head? Big big goblin 
big tilter. She's she, about to fall over face. She has like uh, what's what's that disease? Um, Gigantism? No. Of the face? No. I, I feel mean as shit, like making fun of this poor actress. But oh, I know. oh my god, the opening of this movie with her in it is just unreal. It's not Pajeria. No, 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 no. That that is a completely separate thing from what we're talking about. I know about. it is. Um, but anyway, well, she's do you got think this... do you think it's like the disease that Bob had, where it was cherubism, where his I don't uh, fucking know, but she expanded? doesn't have a neck. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, in the beginning of this film, when we get past the intro at the drive-in, and then we see the mom go to the asylum and the doctor's office. The scene shot is so bad that clearly they had to edit the hell out of it and, and dub over narration. Yeah, it's kind of like it was so bad that they were like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to show you the scene, mm-hmm. but we're going to have a dub over it at like a journal entry. Because <laughs> that's what yeah, it is. It she's is. Like, it's totally a captain's she's like, log. She's like... Fucking starting November, 1984. She, she's like, November 22nd, we had his mother come in today to, uh, uh, to talk about it and just doing all of this. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Because it must have been so bad. And you can kind of get, like, hear a little bit of the of the clip. Yeah. And it's Because like, it was entirely acted out. And it was totally blocked out. And, you know, the dialogue is obviously being uh, spoken some, between the characters. There's something that must have happened. I don't know. Because it's just total... It's a wreck. Well, later on, the doctor does come to the apartment complex... And she gets killed in the woods. And it's one of, just hands down, the best effects of the movie. But they don't even show it. No, no, no. They, I, I'm talking about when she's, like, already bisected oh, on yeah. the ground. You know, but they don't show, uh, I guess, I, I assume what happened is that Terry sliced her in half across her stomach with the machete. No, they don't show it. Instead, they show the like mom a, freaking out. Yeah, yeah, they do. And then they show the doctor, you know, just kind of flailing around on the ground, which obviously the effect is she's halfway buried in the dirt, and then her upper body is kind of half bent onto the ground so her torso can be you know exposed and then later on the guts and everything and then later on todd finds her and puts her body back together on the ground <laughs> and goes why you believed me <laughs> you you're the only one who me. believed me it's just so bad should oh god should we talk about how this film wraps up because it is no. just okay all right no. so we, we gave you some spoilers folks um but you know, we're just going to say when you get through everything that we've already talked about, it doesn't even compare to the payoff of this movie. The payoff is amazing. It is it's, worth all of it. And that, that's the thing, too, about November movies for us is like we watch a lot of Herzog. We watch a lot of, uh, you know, Bergman. We watch a lot of uh, Lars von Trier. Yep. So we, you know just embrace these films that make us kind of contemplate and sort of reflect on, you know, really difficult stuff. I don't know if any one of those movies that we watch is as nihilistic as the end of fucking blood rage. I don't see how (laughs) the end of this is just complete. It's, it's worth it getting there. And then you're like, 
Well, okay. <laughs> Fuck and me. I, I think, you know, that's the thing, too, is, like, I never hear anybody talking about Ted Raimi in the beginning of this, and I never hear anybody talking about just how bleak and devastating the end of this movie is. It's sad. I know. It's just like, oh, God, because it, it ramps up the madness and the insanity and the carnage. All the way until the end when it's just like this frantic, emotional wreck. Like, it's it's a fucking train wreck. And, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that fucking fake baby while the girlfriend is running around fake is amazing. Fake so good. <laughs> With the floppy Those legs. Those fucking legs. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding it in the cupboard, and you can tell oh. it's like a doll that's tw- like at least two sizes too large to be a baby that young. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I know you're trying to hide it from a killer, but you're putting it in a you're putting it in a cupboard with bleach. Yeah, okay. that's right. That's right. That's right. Hide the baby in the cupboard in the bathroom with the chemicals. Uh huh. Smart. Oh, uh, it's wonderful. Um. So yeah, folks. Uh. Again um blood rage i'm i'm glad it's getting a cult following Me too. um who who do you think this movie's for um i think it's for people who love b movies people who love schlock people who love stupid silly slashers <laughs> that, that's what it is yeah, yeah yeah i i think like th- this is one that i i tack right up there with the the more enjoyable kind of like good bad horror movies like i know i i finally introduced you earlier this year to friday the 13th part five a new beginning the only good one yeah which has the dude from uh return of the living dead Mm -hmm. in it and um the goth uh new wave punk girl who dances in her bedroom before she gets killed and she's awesome like we do yes so, you know, films, film, oh my God, in the fucking family, the, eat your fucking slop. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's basically like, if you like Friday Five, you're gonna fucking love Blood Rage. Absolutely. And vice versa. Um, or I, if you like the Silent Night, Deadly Night shit, you're gonna like this. Even Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. The one that no one it. likes four. I love four. It's got Clint Howard and oh. effects from Screaming Mad George. I'm sorry, it's three. No one likes. Eh, well, I mean, you know, three three's got its charms, and it's got Bill Mosley. I so. don't even remember three. Yeah, well, that's that's the problem. I've is. watched it like five times, and I don't remember three. <laughs> That just means we'll have to uh, throw it back on again this year. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, but, yeah, folks, uh, as always, um, hit us up with your thoughts on Blood Rage and anything we might have missed, anything you want to hear us talk about at the beginning of the next episode. Um, we hope you all had a great, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you all got stuffed with good, yummy foods. Yeah, because it's that. That day before the next few weeks that are going to lead up to Christmas. And we've yeah. got something very special planned yes. for Christmas time that yeah, we cannot we wait to throw on you people. I uh, I came up with this one. Yeah. And I really want to do it, but it's also going to be... A, it's enormous. Yeah, yeah. If, 
if you followed along with everything that we did on Halloween um, throughout the entire month of October and leading up to that in September, folks, uh, it's going to be like that, except amped up, condensed and bigger. Yeah. And if you, you know, put the pieces together, I think you're, you're going to get an idea of what we're talking about, but more, more to come soon. All right. You have uh, any shout outs you want to do there, mister? Um, of course, you know, I always want to shout out, um, the Dark Art Society podcast. There was a great recent episode with, uh, Sonia Schmill and, uh, another one with, um, Paul Komoda. Um, so those were great interviews to listen to with a couple of awesome dark artists, people in the, in the scene. And, um, if you want to, you can, uh, do the shout out as always for American. Yeah. I mean, listen to American, um, American McGee and Martin are working on Alice Asylum. It's going to be great. Um, not sure where the production is, but it's looking pretty good on that, I think, so far. But yeah, just go give them their go give them your love because we love them and the world goes around that way. Yes, and they stream every Wednesday. So yeah. if you want to tune in to their stuff, it's usually around six PM on Pacific time that Martin and American do Dark Art Review and more progress towards the new Alice game. Um, but other than that, uh, for today, I think we've just about wrapped it up. Do you have any final thoughts on Blood Rage? It's great. It's awesome. So, folks... It's not cranberry sauce. (laughs) It's not fucking cranberry sauce. Thanks again for listening to Freaky Phantoms. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Gonna go drink some gravy. It's not cranberry sauce.